Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. I appreciate the opportunity to, to share, and uh, it's obvious that we're living in unprecedented times. And unprecedented times are not new to human history. It's happened throughout the ages in varying nations, including the, uh, with the people, the children of Israel. And in seeing this virus hitting our country and locking down our entire nation, I asked the Lord that, would you give me understanding on this? And I want to see your purpose in it. Now, for a moment, I do not believe that the virus is from God. In fact, the virus was man-made. And by man, it'll be put an end to it, but by not mankind, but the perfect man, Jesus Christ. And we, we were in prayer Friday evening right here. And at the end of prayer, I was just quietly sitting uh, with the Lord. And all of a sudden, I went into the realm of vision and I was in a place, and, and, and I saw an agricultural field. I think it was like wheat or some type of crop like that. And there was a relatively young, strong man, probably mid to late 30s, early 40s, hard to tell, but in that age bracket, uh, by that field. And he was working, and he was working in a manner in which he was hiding. And all of a sudden the understanding came that this was Gideon. And so what is the parallel between what is happening right now and the time and the season of Gideon? The, all of the people of God during Gideon's generation were living under the hostile threats of the Midianites and the Amalekites that were coming and raiding the productivity of the harvests of the children of Israel. And they would raid their harvest and steal and plunder their lands and leave the people of God with nothing or very little. And they were living a life in seclusion, sequestered and in hiding. And now we find ourselves, our nation is going into hiding for fear of a virus invading our people and for public health and safety reasons we're complying with this. And so my heart stretched to the Lord and said, what is your heart during this? And the Lord showed me it is the same as during the time and season of Gideon. You see, Gideon was a man who was working and doing his utmost for the Lord, but he was fearful, timid, and pulling back, he was in hiding. And I believe that during this time that the church is complying with this lockdown, that we're being sequestered away 
to answer what I believe is the last call of heaven to prepare the heart of God's people for the things that are coming. I've had some people uh, ask me, Bill, is this the beginning of, you know, the scenario of Revelation and the horsemen? And I said, you know, I, I, would, I, I can't answer that uh, conclusively, but I can tell you this is a wake-up call. And if it's not just a wake-up call, it's a shake-up call. That spiritually we come to attention, and while we are set aside during this time, Holy Spirit wants to pour out an abundance of supernatural grace into the hearts of all of the people of God. You know, God can move powerfully in church and he can move powerfully in homes. Where did they meet? In the book of Acts. They went from house to house, continuing in the apostles' doctrine, breaking bread, fellowshipping, and prayer. And so right in your own homes, you can have a time and a season to do business with God in anything that is not founded upon Jesus the gospel and the kingdom of God, let God deal with it during this time. And let him make your foundation sure, certain, and steadfast. Because the heart of God and the word of the Lord that came to me is that when this lockdown ceases, it is God's heart, God's desire, and God's anointing that is being poured out during this secret place time to cause the church to exit that sequester just as Gideon answered the call. And as he answered it, what was the call? Arise, almighty man of valor. And from this time and season, if we allow God to work in our hearts and found everything on Jesus, there's not only going to be a shift and a change in your heart, but there's going to be a shift and a change in the heavenlies over our nation. This wake-up call is affecting it more than you realize and more than you see. And we are going to become out of this time and season for what our true birthright, our true holy identity really is. We are, everyone nod your head, mighty people of valor. Called to walk in humility before the Lord our God and yet to carry this treasure in earthen vessels and that in and through us the gospel would be fully preached and demonstrated with signs, with wonders, with miracles and unusual things of God happening. And I believe we are about to come into those times and seasons. So let's not feel as though in our hearts that we are shut down, forced down, locked down. Let us say that God is sending us in the passionate pursuit of his presence and his revelatory word, that his heavenly purposes would be affected within us, God working in us to will and to do for his good pleasure so that we come forth from this time and season, that the excellence of Jesus shine forth in these broken vessels and that the world may know that Jesus is alive because we give witness, not just verbally, but evidence of the resurrection of our Savior. Victory over hell, death, and the grave, Satan, demons, sickness, and disease. And we come forth as a holy people, shaking our country with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
This is the heartbeat and the passion of Heavenly Father for this time and season. But if we don't have our, our eyes and our ears and have a framework to approach this, then we'll just approach this, wow, I get a vacation. Wow, it's just time at home. Wow, I can just do what I want. I can get up and work from home from within my gym jams. <laughs> but while you can enjoy those things, saints, this is really a window of heaven's grace being given. I'm declaring this prophetically. And some of you are really locking onto this. And God wants every one of us to lock onto this so that the church comes forth from this season in valor, power, signs, wonders, and miracles because this world out there needs to see Jesus, the Son of God, living and demonstrating himself through his people. And that's all of you, all of us. Now, I want to tie in. Does that resonate with anybody tonight? The words in hiding, everybody's being sequestered away, just like Gideon. And so this we could call as God wants to make a Gideon transition during this season. And that came Friday night, believe it or not, because uh, the passage in Judges 6 where Gideon's life story is found in the call of God, that was the furthest thing from my mind, but it came while we were in prayer on uh, Friday evening. And I really felt it right to share it in the place where I got it. You see, sometimes, prophetically speaking, while it is important and chief and foremost of what God is saying, I want you to tag along with what, not only what God is saying to you, but where he gives it to you, the circumstances surrounding it, because there's a lot more to usually when God speaks than meets the eye. But if we give ourselves to these things and choose to meditate, wow, God can really open our, the eyes of our understanding to live and walk in what he's saying. And concerning the shift in the season in the nation, I saw after this event, I saw four more events coming. And they're going to come with increasing severity. Right now, we have the advantages of technology to stream services. And to uh, this afternoon, Rita and I were um, uh, sharing with folks in Wales. And, uh, you know, we have the advantage of the technology, which is relatively free or inexpensive and to use and use it while we have access to it. But one of the things that I want to tell you is that in one of these successive events that are coming, technology is not going to play the role that it is this time. Do you know why? Click. There will not only be lockdown, there will be shutdown. Communications will be jammed. But do you think for a moment that when communications are jammed, do you think that bothers God? Is God reliant on the internet? <laughs> 
It's a great tool. And God uses every tool available for the gospel of Jesus. Anywhere he can bless people, he always wants to jump in and bless. But in the next one that's coming, I'm not sure if it's the next one or what order it is, but there's gonna be a click. And that's gonna be the shutdown and the jamming of our communications. But that doesn't stop. You see, the scripture says in Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led, thank God, as our chief shepherd of the flock, he is more than able to lead his flock. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We will have a communication realm that transcends any communication realm that KGB, NSA, or the People's Republic of China have access to. It is kingdom communications through the Holy Spirit. But if we're not preparing our hearts and readying ourselves in that hour, we will be found wanting. And I believe the Lord is having me, at the risk of reputation or whatever, having me get up here to say it, to forewarn. To be forewarned is to be forearmed and to be ready for that which is coming. Now, this is not a message of doom and gloom. Church, smile. This is gonna be our finest hour. To coin Churchill, this will be our finest hour. When the systems of the world are shaking and quaking, the kingdom emerges unshakable, and the people of God walk in the light and the countenance of God's spirit and the truth of his word are not bound by fears, but can bring the answer and the words of the Lord's deliverance to people that are fearful, that are gripped by the adversary, and can bring good news. Now concerning signs, wonders, and miracles, I want you to know and understand that uh, it seems as if while there have been outbreaks of signs and wonders and miracles in the church, and by, I should stop. I know what pastors teach on signs, wonders, and miracles. I've been here long enough. But how many believe God is a God of signs and wonders and miracles? Would you raise your hands? Most of you, all of you are raising your hands. Okay, that's a good thing. Um, concerning signs, wonders, and miracles, one of the major shifts that is taking place is something of heaven is going to be released in the near future. And it came from a, a vision that I had while I was here in worship uh, probably seven, eight weeks ago. I didn't share it at the time. It's not always situationally or time appropriate, but I remembered it very well and have been pondering it all this time. And maybe tonight's a good night because it links right up with the exit that the church will make from this season and what we could very well be stepping into and what's coming. How many of us are saying, yeah, I'm, I'm tracking, Bill, and I, I'm wanting this? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I was worship, we were just worshiping, and, and as I was worshiping, all of a sudden I was caught up. I was in another realm. And uh, I saw the Lord, and this had to be heaven. And Jesus was standing there, and he was smiling, and he looked over at me, and he smiled. I'm sure glad to see the Lord smiling at me. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't want him giving me a stern look, though I'm sure a few times in my life he did. <laughs> but he smiled at me. And then he turned his, and he was looking at this company of saints that were like in a, in a wedge formation, you know. Um, and I recognized several of those faces in, in that. And these were saints that have gone to heaven. And I saw those saints of God, and they were looking right at Jesus. And at the front was one man, and he was holding, along with others around him, he was holding a mantle. And they were just looking at him, Jesus. And when he looked over at me at smiled, he then looked back, and this company of saints all of a sudden went and threw that mantle. And that mantle was released in the earth. Now, I recognized some, not all, of those saints that were there. And they were all from a particular genre of ministry that preceded mine and pastors, but not that long ago. They were from a movement of God called the Voice of Healing and the Latter Rain. And at the front was perhaps the foremost prophet of the 20th century. Behind him was F.F. Bosworth and Gordon Lindsay and Jack Coe and A.A. Allen. And there were women there. I didn't recognize all the women, um, but they were there in in, in this company. And you see, in that great move of God, the voice of healing in the latter rain, the Holy Spirit poured out and called a young generation of ministers They weren't all prepared and they weren't all perfected, but God poured out his spirit upon them and they rose in faith and they answered the call. And a generation rose up and all of a sudden around America, tent revivals were happening. Names like Oral Roberts and uh, and Jack Coe and A.A. Allen became household names. Many years ago, I was in a prayer line that I was praying for people and uh, I had prayed for a brother in the Lord. He was an older gentleman for, for some uh, healing. I think it was a rotor, as rotary cuff. But he said, I'm a walking miracle. And I said, how's that, my friend? He said, when I was a little boy, I had polio. He said, and I was wearing those uncomfortable things, you know, walking around, clunking around. I could hardly move. He said, and my mama looked at me and said, you're not going to stay that way, son. And she took him to an Oral Roberts tent meeting, took him up into the prayer line, and Oral laid his hands upon him, and that young boy took those off that very day and grew up healed without the effects of polio. And I could go on countless stories of the miracles and the signs and the wonders that God did through that generation. And it seemed as though there was an endless stream of miracles. Do you know, in the meetings of William Branham, whom, whom uh, uh, Gordon Lindsay worked for for five years and for uh, that uh, um, 
And F.F. Bosworth, they both preached, did most of the preaching for him. Branham reported from heaven what God was doing in people and called out words of knowledge with a very rare prophetic gifting and anointing. And do you know that, that Gordon Lindsay and F.F. Bosworth testify hundreds of words of knowledge a night, night after night. For five years, they were with him consistently. They never knew him to miss it once. Later in his ministry, he, as all people do, makes some missteps. But that doesn't negate all the good. And so this generation rose up and answered a call and carried a miracle anointing that we just haven't seen in the church. I'm not saying God has not been doing miracles. He has. But it wasn't, it just is what has not been these last few decades as widespread as it was in that era. And I have many times seemingly knocked my head against the wall in prayer saying, God, I hear the testimonies, the great testimonies of Africa and Asia, the realms of the miraculous. But what about our homeland? We, once again, we have a generation that has grown up and not experienced much of the signs and the wonders and the miracles. That has been in my heart to see a generation experience these things and to know God in his miraculous power. And I believe that that mantle that they were throwing down was an outpouring that God's gonna do. And the Lord didn't say this, but I have to believe it's as the church exits this season of being sequestered with God, that a signs and wonders and miracle anointing is coming back to the church. And we're going to see a greater anointing of God's spirit to not only declare the word, but to demonstrate the word. As I've heard pastors share a couple of times that when people have an experience or an encounter with God, it's as the old saying, it is better felt than dealt. When someone gets a healing touch of God and, and they're an unbeliever, guess what? It starts changing things in their heart. It starts shifting around a lot of those thinking and a lot of those seeds the enemy's point, uh, placed in their thinking. All of a sudden, all of that starts getting blown up and Holy Spirit starts speaking to their heart and because they have tasted, they have seen the power of God. And I believe this era is coming back to the church. But you, God works progressively, building line upon line, precept upon precept. And if we don't redeem this season that is right before us of going into this time at home with the Lord, doing the best we can to fellowship via online, phone, WhatsApp, however you do it, um, then we will be not prepared for catching our portion of that mantle that's coming to the church for signs and wonders and miracles again. So I pray that this encourages your heart and lifts your spirits because you may in so many ways disqualify yourself. How many are masters of disqualifying themselves? I can't do this because, well, I'm not perfect. Well, great. The only way you're going to get perfect is by joining the church in heaven. There's going to be things on earth that you're going to be dealing with and God's not going to 
uh, be unfaithful. He'll get on your case when need be. But Gideon wasn't perfect either. And he gave God a whole boatload of reasons why not to use him. I'm sure when the Lord said, my mighty man of valor, Gideon was like, where is he? No, he was talking to him, the man in hiding. We rely on the perfection of Jesus and we humbly seek to obey and give our utmost and a full sacrifice to the Lord of obedience. But I believe that all of you, God's calling, that when we come through this time and season, you're gonna see things change and you're gonna see opportunities to pray for people and to reach out and minister. There are gonna be open doors and we wanna take those open doors and see signs and wonders and miracles and bring them to church to testify. Let them tell all their family. Let them tell all their unsaved loved ones. Let them tell the crowd they used to run with and then say, hey, come and meet and hear from this person that I got healed. (laughs) How many of you would say then tonight, these two visions kind of work together, don't they? Is that, do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. They do, and I believe it's a word for us because I believe there are so many hungry Christians and a lot of times God defers the answers of heaven to let the passion build, let the expectation rise so that when it comes, it is like holy ignition on the inside of you. And I'm believing that for this family, this fellowship, for all of our dear brethren in in this city, that things are going to change because God can do it. And we can give Jesus the glory and present him a city that is once again called a city of prayer, a city that is saved as it was in the days of Finney. So thank you for allowing me to share with you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.